Welcome to the Winner's Circle Real Estate Podcast. The podcast for you, our members of the Winner's Circle community. In this episode, we're joined by Sue Pierce of Page and Pierce Real Estate in Townsville, Queensland. Sue, alongside her husband Todd, run a very successful sales and property management agency. And Sue is here to speak to us specifically on the property management side of things about how we as salespeople can best leverage our property management departments to aid in our success. A great episode, something a little different, which we hope you enjoy. Okay, episode six of the Winter Circle podcast with Sue Pierce. Sue, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. What a privilege and an honor, and um, you know, following on some from some really phenomenal people that I love, respect, and admire. So, um, hope I can, you know, do what they did well. It, it it has been lovely to to be getting the feedback from the guests that we've had, but um no I'm I must say Sue on a personal note I've been excited to 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 sit down and do this one with you because I think it's a it's a topic that's a little bit different for salespeople to get some insights into their property management, but I think it's one of those things that they can get a lot of those insights can help them with um, building some momentum, helping with their results, getting an understanding of their, of their overall team. So I think it should be a great topic for us to jump into. Yeah, I'm excited. So it's, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, 30 years of um, listening to a salesperson. So (laughs) hopefully I've got a little idea. (laughs) Excellent. Well, well on that, on, on that history there, can you please give the listeners a bit of a, um, a backstory of, of like who you are, who you are, why you're here, and what we're um, and what your role is with Page and Pierce for us, please. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I'm here by default. I say um, Todd. Todd's been my husband's been in the industry for nearly thirty years or thirty years. Um, actually, be twenty eight years. We celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary yesterday. So um, he happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, he went into partnership with Greg Page and um, Greg got ill and he needed some assistance. So I came in doing special projects and the rest is history really. Um, A steep learning curve of what property management was. Had a good understanding of sales naturally because you Mm -hmm. breathe it, um, you ride the roller coaster. And so, um, and my passion has always been around culture and um, the well-being of the team and getting that really good integration between departments Um, you know when I first started and I remember being at a Pittard conference actually and we were talking sales 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 and I was like all the sales people get to do training and all the sales people get to do this and how can we even it up and um, that's where I've really come from so um, you know I love to see that unity between the whole team and not the poor, you know, property management was quite often the poor cousin and um, I'd like to think we have it on an equal footing. So, yeah. Very much so. I I think you'd agree as the industry has matured over these last, you know, probably two decades, I'd say it's really come into like a real professionalism. Property management has probably led that um, and sales, sales probably has followed that to a certain degree with the, the, the value of property management departments now and um, I guess the, the importance that a lot of businesses place on them. For sure. And, you know, it's um, 
it's really lovely when a property manager is on an equal footing to a salesperson in the office um, and the respect is mutual. I think that goes a long way. So, um, you know, we have to work together. We're trying to achieve similar but different outcomes. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, in our, our chat before today, we've I'm, I'm excited to really knuckle into that that topic and what you're going to bring in and the perspectives there. So that'll be that'll be outstanding. Um, so just to clarify again, so are you, are you and Todd co-principals of your agency? Are you the principal of the property management side of it? Like what's your, do you have an official title at Page and Peers? Uh, I'm partner. <laughs> partner. Um, Todd is the boss. Todd bears all the responsibility. Um, Very good. And Very I think, good. you know, that when you're in a partnership, not just in business but in life, you need to be very clear in business what your roles are. And um, mm -hmm. we always make it very clear that at the end of the day, Todd is the boss. So if he gives direction, that's the direction we go with. You know, I'm certainly an if to lean on and, you know, we discuss a lot of it. But at the end of the day, he's the principal. Um, I yes. lead um, the property management department. I have a very, very good... Um, executive assistant who has many years experience so having her on board is also um, really valuable and helps us to be able to manage it together yeah excellent great stuff okay all right well we'll get into a lot more of that we um as as everyone knows we we kick off our these episodes with um with a field challenge that um or one or two that have been put forward to us and it actually is a phenomenal coincidence, but it is a coincidence <laughs> nevertheless of the challenge that we have been given, um, or one of them, but I, th I thought obviously with you on on the episode, it would be great to speak about. So we've actually had this from, from two different agents and allow me to paraphrase here, but in short, it's dealing with tenants during a sales process. So it's not unusual that you'll list a property for sale that is a tenanted property and the tenant um, has to obviously allow that to a certain degree. And, and in Queensland, uh, talking about ourselves, um, so where, where our agencies are, they can agree to certain things, disagree with other things, like allow certain things to, to take place and others to not. Yes. Victoria has, has just undergone huge amounts of, of legislative changes to um, to accommodate that process. And I know the RE, REINSW is also looking at those sort of changes. So it varies across, across the country, obviously, what we're all dealing with. But it does seem, and this is where we need your insights, it does seem that since COVID, since tenants or renters, as they're known in different parts of the country, were became hyper aware, I guess is a good way of putting it, of what their rights are as a tenant. Now, when you go to list properties, there seems to be more pushback than ever before about photos or inspections or open homes, these sort of things. So I guess the question that we've been put forward is how are people navigating these newer waters and, and communicating openly with tenants and trying to get, um, you know, that, that sale process to take place that little bit easier, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did do a bit of thinking around this and um, one of the things that I guess I went back to like Maslow's law of um, necessities for people, you know, what, what do people want? So people, you know, they need to have their, their security, you know, shelter, warmth, those things that are 
necessary. Um, so immediately a tenant, you know, needs to feel safe, wants a roof over their head. Um, the other thing is, you know, I had a look at the Morgan Roy poll that was done in okay. April this year. As real, now look, in our little bubble of Pittard Group, we expect, you know, we know that all our agents have ethics. And I'd like to think the greater community has it, but maybe, just maybe it isn't because we still rank in the bottom three as real estate agents. So they don't trust us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you put those two together and then, you know, they want to know what our motivation is and are we going to look after them? And, um, you know, I think, you know, that's their home. So they want, they want to protect that. They've got families, you know, that they're trying to protect. So they want to know what our intentions are. And so, you know, I know definitely in our office we have a system around dealing, we are working with tenants and, you know, reassuring them that you know we're not going to do opens um it'll be by an inspection only um and the only time that we would maybe impose on a sunday you know because our reps like to have sunday off so yep. um, we will maybe only bring an investor which is to the tenant's benefit through on a sunday because, okay yeah so um you know a tenant wants to know what our intentions are and for sure they know their rights. But, you know, during COVID, I think our home has become our sanctuary. So we all, you know, we all go home to be safe. And, you know, I really feel for Melbourne people because they've spent a lot of time at home. And they, they want Yeah. Or Victoria in general. So, you know, when we're talking about having to move and I don't know what's sort of like in the cities, but I know definitely regional areas, there's a big shortage of available properties to rent. So, you know, it's then that whole process of where am I going to live? What am I going to, you know, I've got to move. And if you've moved recently, empathise with them because it's a hard, you know, no one wants to move. No, they don't. And especially when it's it's not their choice to do so. I mean, if an oh. owner wants to sell their property for whatever reason that the owner's motivations are, that's very seldom is that going to align with the motivations of the tenants. So you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I think safety is a really, I think that's a really important perspective for us as salespeople to have is all these lockdowns and everything we go to at least you do have that feeling of safety when you're in your own home and you're with your family collective and then we're imposing on that. We're bringing strangers through the door. All these things. It's it's really um, rocking that 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 feeling of safety a fair bit. I I think so. Um, that's my perspective on it. I think you know. Yep. When I when I go home, I'm you know that's my cocoon. That's where I feel safe. And you know, I would hate to be in a position where I'm being forced to relocate and find somewhere new and. You know, so, yeah, I think it's, you know, you're right in the fact that, you know, we might be upsetting their motivation of what they're trying to achieve too. I don't know um, if you know specifics and we don't even need to really go into them, but it was a simple thing you said just then, um, you know, if we're going to bring a buy through on a Sunday, we try and have that be an investor. So obviously there's some, there's some subtle key things that you do. I, I know there are some salespeople who, 
refuse to contact tenants outside of what we call traditional business hours, nine to five, Monday to Friday. And that's just a sign of respect is that they don't need a text message at 8 p.m. at night or a phone call necessarily on a Saturday afternoon, like try and give them their boundaries and space. But when your team your sales team list a property for sale and let's just say it's not listed like it's not a, a management that you handle also as page and peers do you yeah. know if the salespeople tend to go out and visit the tenants face to face to begin with or the renters face to face to begin with or do, do you have sort of a, a system in place for that 100 percent, 100 percent. i um you know you don't want to be their enemy. You want to work with them and, you know, you want to respect them. And, you know, if you've got a good relationship with a tenant, they're not going to put up the roadblocks for you. You know, you're going, of course, you know, the lawyers will be the odd one. But in general, people are good people and they will work yes. with you. And if you show them respect and kindness, um, you know, I don't, I think it's really important to get in front of them, make it human. You know, they're human, they've got families, you're, you know, you want to make that human connection. Absolutely. And allowing them to, to appreciate the fact this might be someone else's house, but you acknowledge that it's their home and that, and that you will respect what, what everything that comes with that. 100%. And, you know, people, we don't know what's happening in their lives. Um, you know, they might have a newborn baby, they might have a, you know, there's a whole range of things that could be happening for them. And, you know, meeting face-to-face, are you going to see, you know, get to know them? So that's, you know, it is really important to bring that human factor into it. Yeah, excellent, excellent. No, I think um, it, it's hard to give specifics on that one, but you're right, because it is always a case-by-case -case scenario. But things like that, just to begin with understanding that you're about to, to, in most cases, upset the apple cart by calling the tenant, so being respectful around that. One of the things I, I must say from a salesperson's point of view, I really liked, now it goes against wanting the result right now, but with the Victorian legislation changes, as I understand it, when they give a tenant notice to say a property is going for sale, they can't have their first inspection unless the tenant allows it or the renter allows it, but they can't have their first inspection for another 14 days. So it just gives the occupants of the home time to get themselves. And I like that. I like because, I mean, and I've been the salesperson who rings a, a tenant on a Tuesday and says, hey, the house is on the market. Can I bring someone through on the Wednesday? I, I've been that salesperson, but I think, that slowing down and allowing them time to, to get on with everything or to adjust to everything rather, I think there's, there is some value in that. So again, having that in place to a certain degree. Absolutely. Um, you know, and there's a lot of things you can do before that first inspection as a sales mm. agent. So um, yes. yeah, you know, prior preparation is um, absolutely, yeah, it could, it could definitely work in your favor. Yeah, but no, I I just think you're right. It's it's there's a reluctance there from from some tenants, but not all, and we just have to go in understanding them. So no, that's that's good there. I think just some some simple things for salespeople to be to be mindful of in their in their role in in with working with with working with um tenants, renters, etc. So yeah, thanks, Sue. No, awesome. Thank you. Right, Sue, let's have a look at our winner's circle results for the month of May this year. So another, um, you know, there's no denying we are in a extremely good market at the moment, a seller's market at the moment. And although that is posing some uh, different challenges across across the country, 
one of the challenges no one seems to be facing is um, is a shortage of buyers, though, at the moment, perhaps a shortage of listings and time, but certainly not buyers. So um, some exciting results to, to have a look at here. So we're going to go through to start with our salespeople for the month of May in terms of sides, our top salespeople for sides. And we start off, I, I must say, with a very exciting number one ranking in Luke Kunos from Hudson Bond Real Estate. Um, have you seen these results yet, Sue? Have you gone and had I, a look at it? Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal results. Um, phenomenal. You know, yeah. Congratulations. So, Brilliant. Luke, um, Luke, with a total of 72 unconditional sides for the month of May. So um, Luke, obviously, he's been involved in, in either one or, or a couple of projects that have all fallen unconditional this month. But whether or not that's um there's always a phenomenal amount of work that goes into those things and we're talking years and years of work so luke congratulations 72 sides for the month of may just seriously impressive stuff that is, it is very impressive we've got um we've got in sitting in number two we're one of our most consistent performers big fan of kirsten benton so kirsten is from uh first national king and heath uh in victoria and uh kirsten did 22 unconditional sides for may as well so huge congratulations to kirsten as well well, um, well and truly yeah well i saw kirsten um early last month actually so probably about four weeks ago when she's uh hunting down her diamond badge at the moment very focused on doing that so yes oh well i'll cheer her from the sidelines that's very exciting <laughs> that's um we all yeah kudos to her. phenomenal phenomenal and we've also got in number three paul jackson so paul is from um tidbolt real estate of victoria point a very solid performer as well but sitting in number three for for the month of may and paul brought in 19 unconditional sides for the month um so uh, 10 of them were listing sold nine of them sales made so um as we all know real estate belongs to the listers and paul congratulations on a um on a sensational month there mate so 19 sites is is really great work really great stuff yeah, that's awesome. Well done. We'll also make mention of Marty Norman. So Marty is actually in 13th place for the month. But the reason we're mentioning Marty is because it's actually her first time in the uh, the salespeople top 20 in terms of sides. So um, Marty brought in 13 unconditional sides uh, for the month of May. And Marty works um, at Wangaratta with Gary Nash and co with the team down there. So Marty, congratulations to you. A, um, yeah, really, that's welcome to the top 20. That's great stuff. Welcome to being a winner. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's our salespeople in terms of sides for the month and let's have a look at how our salespeople ranked in terms of dollars for the month. Now, I have to say, unfortunately, there is no surprise at number one because if you're gonna do 72 sides and you're not gonna take out the most dollars, then something is very wrong. So we yeah. give, we take our hats off once again. Uh, Luke, Luke Kunos, uh, he brought in a total of $714,295 for the month of May. If you, a yes, phenomenal just, effort. Like. A phenomenal, yeah. It just is. It is. It's a round of applause. It's a round of yeah. applause. That's exactly what it is. No, congratulations, Luke. Um, Paul, who was um, number three for sides, is actually number two in terms of dollars. So Paul brought in an extremely impressive $156,393 for, um, for, for May. So congratulations to you, Paul. 
And at number three there, we've got yet another consistent performer, Brody Willis. So Brody's with um, Barry McEntee's team at First National in Goulburn there. You know, obviously Barry's team very well, Sue. So, yep. yes. Yep. Brody's a hard and worker, so congratulations. He is a hard worker. Yeah, $145,197 for the month. So really, um, really great work there. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 solid stuff. Because, and I said this on last month's um, episode, but I might just clarify, because we've only just brought in the dollars as a new ranking, pretty much everyone, it says their first time in the top 20 because <laughs> it's such a new thing. So probably in, at about the 12-month mark, we'll start acknowledging new newcomers to um, to this ranking. But um, congratulations to everyone who made it to to the top 20 for dollars. It was, um, yeah, there's some there's some exciting results out there. And it's it's a good um, barge pole for a lot of us to look at and go, mm. right, that's possible, that's achievable, let's, let's go after it. So, yeah. And the bar is set really high now, so... It is. It is. I, I, let's let's hope when they talk about the new normal after COVID, this is the new normal that our, all of our officers can uh, can expect to experience as well. So, um, we work our way into BDM. So our business development managers, our top a, our top twenty four for the uh, again for the month of May, of course. So once again, in her. Um, taking out number one spot each time, I think every month for the year so far, she's been going mm. after this. So Joe jo won from Smarter Property Management with a total of 27 leads brought in for the month. So congratulations, Joe. I love her laser focus and her consistency. It's brilliant. Yeah, she is. Um, she's a serious, a serious saleswoman and a serious performer. So you've got to, you've got to absolutely love that. We've got, um, from from New Zealand, from Adam Smith's team at Ironbridge Real Estate, Monique Inglis has come in at number two, right on Joe's heels there though, with twenty four mm -hmm. leads listed for the month. So, a very close second second place there. So, very very well done to you, Monique. Um, you gotta love that. It's on the sheet I'm looking at. It tells me how many times they've been in the top twenty before. Sixty six times Monique's been in it before. So, you talk about that longevity. Yeah, she's um, been she's been working away for a, you know a while. I met um, Monique in New Zealand when we were over there a couple of years ago, and she she gives it her all. That's for sure. So well done to her. There's no way you're getting those results that, for that long without giving it your all. So, yep, yeah, very well done, Monique, very well. And number three for our month, um, Cherie Goodwin from Calandra City Realty led by Ben Price and Cherie brought in 13 for the month as well. So congratulations, Cherie, a very, very solid month. So that's that's great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ben's kicking some really serious goals down there. So well done, Cherie. I must say on this list, if there was, there's only one person who seems to be on this list more times than Monique, and that's your very own Renee Dunstan. So although Renee, um, I mean, solid month, she brought in nine for the month, but yes, yeah, 68 times she's been, she's been in the, the top 20 as a BDM. So um, she's just, talk about consistent, Renee's just the, the epitome of that example, without a doubt. She's a superstar, and um, unfortunately, she's leaving us at the end of the year. Um, Is so, she? Yeah. Oh, a little sad. She's um moving to the Gold Coast. So anybody who's um is she really? Well, that sounds oh. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just you know, of course, it's put that out there. Fun. Yeah, you know, she's a, she's a not only a you know a great BDM but also a good team person, and which leads to consistency and longevity. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, um, yeah, she's an impressive performer. So I just thought with you being here, it'd be nice to mention her. And um, I, I've got to say, uh, lastly, our, our our top 10 prospectors for the um, for the month. And although we've had some solid results for the month, um, one, two, three, we've got seven of our top 10. It's their first time in the top 10. So a lot of new sales recruits coming in getting some some early results so i want to mention almost everyone in the top 10 um, for prospectors so taking out um out the month joshua clayton new face at peter lee's real estate in launceston led by terry robinson um number one for the month uh generated nine listings for for the month of may and uh, it's joshua's first time in the top 10 so congratulations to you joshua fantastic joshua well done Calandra City Realty um, are taking out the second and third rankings of our top 10. So Ben doing a very focused job with his home finding um, team that he's built to, uh, to, to support his sales team. But he had Linda Smith, her first time in the top 10, also as a sales recruit. So Linda brought in eight for the um for the month of may and then isaac kavanagh who's been with the team some time now as a home finder isaac brought in seven for the month so congratulations to both linda and isaac some 15 listings for the office just between those two people mm. that's uh that's pretty exciting stuff it really is it's, it is exciting well done to them very quickly, we'll mention uh, Nick White, uh, sales recruiter, Johnson Real Estate Ipswich. So Nick uh, uh, brought in six for the month of May. Congratulations to you, Nick. He's in the number four position, his first time in the top 10. And I also want to acknowledge Angus Lockwood, also from Peter Lee's Real Estate, first time in the top 10, bringing in five for the month. Alex Jacobson, an associate at Johnson Real Estate, Forest Lake, Alex's first time in the top 10, bringing also in five for the month. Phenomenal results. Uh, Liam Kennedy, Ray White Real Estate Foster, so um, led by Daniel Cross. So Cross, you're doing a phenomenal job with his whole team there. Um, saw them at Winning Ways a couple of weeks ago and, and some great results they're getting. So Liam brought in four for the month. And lastly, rounding out the top 10, Mark Nichols at Fox's Real Estate. Mark, uh, as a new recruit, brought in four listings for the month of May, and it's his first time in the top 10. So congratulations, Mark, and congratulations to everyone for their results for May. It's just um, yet another phenomenal month. It, it is, and it's so exciting to hear those new recruits getting great results. Um, our industry is in good hands. It, it really, yeah, a lot of, lot of new energy. I love new energy in an office, Sue. I love the enthusiasm that it brings in it. I think you can also, it can reignite enthusiasm in your existing team as well and gets everyone focused. It's just, you know, just as an aside, I'll quickly, I should have done this before, but 4, 8, 12, 22, 33, 40, 49, 57 listings just out of our top 10, just for, for the one month. So those 10 individuals bringing in 57 listings is just... Ah, oh, it's exciting stuff. It is. It's fantastic. And yeah, they all should be congratulated. Well done. Absolutely. Yeah, no, terrific stuff. Well done to all. Okay, so so let's let's get into our main topic for this episode. And and I guess it, it's hard to put an exact name on what we're trying to uncover here, but what I thought would be interesting in having you join us is to talk about how a sales team can more effectively work alongside their property management team. 
and, and in doing so, how they can best leverage their sales results off the back of their property management team, how property, excuse me, how property management can get results off the back of the sales team and how those two departments can work closer together. And I thought there was no better person than yourself to come on and talk about, you know, a topic that you, I know you focus on a lot, that, that harmonious and that, that unity between the two teams. So um, let's jump into that with, um, with some of your early insights on, on what we can focus on as salespeople. Yeah, thank you for that. And, um, you know, let me just start by saying that we are perfectly imperfect. Um, you know, I think this is a continual work in progress. Uh, and mm -hmm. so um, hopefully I can offer some insight. I'm sure you can. Absolutely. When we were talking the other day, Sue, you, you started by, by framing... Um, I guess the motivation and the behavioural differences between the two teams. Can you can you give our listeners that that sort of thorough explanation we were we were sort of touching on the other day about what what really stands the individuals apart to begin with? Okay, yeah, lovely. Um, I think we're certainly part of the winner's circle. We're all quite familiar with the disc profiling of behaviour. And um, I think if you were to take a chart and on that chart of a disc chart, the squares, and you place where all your salespeople are, where all your property management people are, um, you would see really distinct differences um, in that being, you know, when you're recruiting, you're certainly looking for a salesperson who's of an eye standing, so an influencer who loves, you know, who loves to have a chat. Mm -hmm. In my experience, um, and I certainly know this in our office, is that um, a lot of our property managers and the team don't sit in that eye. They sit in... Um, you know, their stability and their, you know, the analysing time. So, you know, they're coming from a nurturing point of view and, you know, the relationships are very different. Um, yes. So, you know, I would encourage leaders, especially if you're doing the disc profiling, to not just use it for recruiting, use it throughout, use it in your office, um, help people understand how the behaviours are different. Um, <laughs> You know, I can give you an example of in our office, we have a property manager who is um, an influencer. She's a very strong eye um, and the salespeople love it because they go in and they're like, Karen, can you give me this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, here it is. But if you do that to another property manager in our office, they're going to look at you and go, oi, <laughs> I need some space and some time to get that for you. Yes, yep. So, and we do, as salespeople, we do, we've, we've probably all got that, even if they don't work in our office, but that one property manager in another agency that you ring and you're like, I can get it from that person because they're the person I know. Yeah. So that you've got, yeah. and, and they're the exception, not the rule, aren't they? When it comes to property managers, those high eyes. I believe so. Um, you know, yep. Property managers are certainly high on detail. Um, you know, they certainly need to be able to understand legislation and, um, you know, when they're following up being, you know, note-driven and things like that, um, which as much as I love our, you know, salespeople, um, mm -hmm. it's not their highest priority. That's right. And so you were saying the other day um, with regard to those difference in personalities, what that what we have to first understand as salespeople is it changes our 
we're coming at it from different behaviours, aren't we? Like we have different behaviours as high I's than they do as high S's or high high C's. So where where can that, from your point of view, where can that complement each other, but where can that also generate a little bit of conflict perhaps? Um, definitely can complement each other in having those conversations with, you know, the landlord who's now become a vendor. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you know, the, the property manager might be asked for something and not quite getting that, you know, getting what they need where, and the salesperson comes from a different angle and, you know, has a, has those skills as an influencer. Um, you know, they negotiate, that's, that's what they love is negotiating. So, you know, they can certainly work together in those sorts of situations, um, you know. And sometimes we've just got to learn to breathe. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just take a step back and breathe. Um, yeah. So a salesperson's very, you know, everything's quick. We want to get it done now. You know, you know we want to go, 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 go. Um, the property manager, the relationships, long term. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they might have been working for, with this owner for eight years, eight months. It's a totally different relationship. So, um, and I think as a salesperson, just need to be aware that, you know, the motivation changes in that period too. So, so give give out the salespeople an insight into that. So, when you say motivations, what what's an example of something that um that you mean by that? Okay, so um, for a salesperson, you know, it's about the result. It's getting the property sold, um, and so you know, they could be motivated by the dollar, um, mm -hmm. which all the, you know for the vendor. They've gone from motivated of a long-term investment to let's get this sale done. So they're motivated by the dollar. Um, yes. So there's that difference. With the property manager, they're long-term. And, you know, when you say to a salesperson, you know, it's $300, they're like, $300, just get that done. But that's mm -hmm. different for a property manager who, you know, $300 over, you know, is a lot of money and so yes. the motivation becomes different um you know they might have been working with an owner for six months on getting some maintenance done and the motivation hasn't been high then all of a sudden the sale depends on this bit of maintenance being done and the motivation changes and it becomes urgent and the poor property manager's like I've been trying for six months. And the salesperson's like, just get it done. Just get it done by four o'clock, will you? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, That's I've been exactly trying. What we do. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding the urgency and, um, you know, being able to work with the property manager and the vendor to go, okay, you know, we know you've got the quotes or whatever the situation is. And just, you know, understand that there's different speeds, maybe. So you make a, actually just listening to you there, you make a, a really good point that I think, because we're talking about, and, and, you know, it is a very selfish topic for us as salespeople. How do we leverage our results off our property management? But it it is true to say that for us to begin to do that, we've got to start with a, a process of mutual respect and, and likability of each other. And so what you're saying there about motivations, if, if I can just interject for a second, is I think it's important for us as salespeople to realise because we can sell a house, have a building inspection or whatever it is, and, oh, the air conditioner's playing up. And so you go speak to the landlord about it 
And they're like, oh, we've been speaking to property management about that for months to get that fixed. I can't believe they haven't done it. And so, and then we as sales, like, because you get thrown under the bus by the landlord and then we help them throw you under the bus. <laughs> and we're like, oh, those property managers, like they never, never do it. Like, and so we go down all hyped up, ready to go. What's going on with this aircon that's apparently been going for months? Mm-hmm. And you're right. The property manager's like, no, 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 no. It's been going for months because I'm the person chasing up the landlord because... But as you, as you said there, motivations, because $300 to fix an aircon or $2,000 for a hot water system, that can make and break a landlord's budget for the year. It can change everything. And But when their motivation is, I only have to hold on for three more weeks and then I can settle on this property, that's when things change. And that's that. So I think that's a really, that's an interesting insight, like the motivations of the parties involved, especially the landlord shifting from a landlord to a seller can, even though it's the same person, very, very different. It's something for us to be mindful of. 100%. You know, it's, and the financial pressure might've moved the, um, you know, there's a whole range of things that could have changed for the landlord vendor. And um, one thing I would, I guess, encourage salespeople not to do um, is have that conversation with the landlord whilst trying to speak to the property manager. Um, You know, it doesn't happen often, but every now and then you'll get a situation where you're with the vendor, you're like, this air conditioner's not fixed. I'll just ring the property manager and find out what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe... Just go, look, when I get back to the office, I'll have a word with the property manager and I'll get back to you. Just so you can get, you know, there's always two sides to the story. Um, and I guess it leaves you not in that awkward position where you've got the property manager on the phone going, I've been trying. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, it works to everybody's benefit if we maybe come back to the office or after you've finished talking with the vendor landlord have that conversation with the property manager you know um, about what's happening with that air conditioner and where are you at and so we we've all seen salespeople they're like they'll be on their phone in the office with the landlord oh i'll get it sorted out right now they walk into the where the property management team is right such and such we need to get this sorted i've got jim on the phone now let's get this done and we as salespeople, we can handle that like we can but again, if you talk about the behavioural differences of the team, the high C, the high S's versus the high I's, that's that's going to, long term, that's really going to disrupt things for, I think, for everyone. So I think that, you know, that's a that's a really good insight, a really unique insight that I think we as salespeople have to understand the position we're putting our, our property management team members in in doing that. That's, that's really good. And, you know, and we're there to work together. Um, we want, you know, mm-hmm. as a property management team, we want to help you get the result. Um, and we are, you know, those guys are managing a hundred, you know, we've got, well, on our rent roll, we've got 1,200 properties. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we've, and I think that's something that's changed in this marketplace as well is, you know, we've gone from maybe having 20 or 30 on the sales market um, out of our rent roll to now anywhere between 80 and 100 of those properties. Um, yes. So that one, once upon a time, you might get one or two questions from the salespeople a day. Now it feels like a continual barrage and, and you're expecting me to manage these properties and I've been on the phone and I've had an emergency and I'm 
feel like I'm getting, I'm on it. Um, as Nathan Brett quite puts it, I'm like an octopus on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> what a phenomenal description. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just that awareness. I think that's a really good awareness. I, I And and this is, you know, this is one of the, and we talk about a seller's market and the challenge that it brings, but that's absolutely right is you've gone from four times, let's just for the, for the sake of anecdotally, four times the amount of properties that your team now manages are now also in this weird limbo where they're on the market, but also requiring management and salespeople looking for information. And again, the understanding of that and appreciating the different challenges that that in itself brings. So I think that that's, um, that's some good perspectives as well for us as salespeople to understand. Yeah, and you look, <laughs> I know we're in a very privileged situation where um, we have a sales liaison person within our office to try mm -hmm. and um, just put that little buffer between um, the urgency and the, I need the answer now. Um, Ash, mm -hmm. Ash is the... I guess the go-between because she can access a lot of the information um, and give a salesperson the answer now whereas a property manager is you know they've got their week that you know their day set up on what they're doing um, and so you know they might be getting back to your urgent message at four o'clock this afternoon because it's not urgent to them yes. um, Whereas yep. this is 10 o'clock in the morning and the salesperson wants it immediately. And for us, um, Ash is being able to just fill that little void of being able to, okay, I can get that answer for you now um, or, you know, I can, I'll get to the prop, I'll speak to all the property managers at the same time and get all the answers um, and come back to you. So there is that little buffer you can put in. And that's an opportunity there for you as a salesperson to like for you as a salesperson listening to this, thinking about how you're currently interacting with your with your property management team or other property managers that you're that you're having to deal with and the language that you're using, the urgency and, and understanding where they're at on, on the other side. Because it's got to be an effective relationship for for like for longevity. And longevity is what's going to lead to continuous results in the future. So that's um I think that's some good perspectives there. So can we talk about, um, you said just there in your last answer, you said, look, we, we want you to get the result as well. So let, let's talk specifically about some results and where, where a property management department can help create results, where we as a sales team can help create results for, for a property management department. So from your point of view, what are some of the, the obvious opportunities having like your salespeople working closely with your property manager, how do the, the individual see the, um, see the positive impacts of that for their results? Yep, 100%. Um, I think the first point is you will, and maybe not in this market um, as such where, you know, you might have a vendor who can't sell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and a, the market has changed, but I know for a while there we certainly, you know, we were in a downward market and um, vendors for a number of reasons couldn't sell, whether the bank was, you know, that you can't sell for that price. So, um, you know, working closely with your property management team, um, and I hope I'm not offending anybody when I say this, um, you know, 
you move that property over to property management. And I refer to it a little bit as a bit of a greenhouse, um, a bit of a fern house sort of thing where, you know, it, that property, the salesperson says, look, we can't sell this property right now. Can you love and nurture it and maintain it? Mm-hmm. And so your property manager continues to build that relationship with your vendor landlord, um, you know, looking after the property, maintaining its value, maybe increasing its value. And then when the time's right for that person, it then can go back to your sales team and they get the sale. So, you know, I think it's really, it works for everybody um, if we can build that long-term relationship. Um, And leveraging, you know, a BDM, a smart BDM will, you know, build a great relationship with the sales team, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not only the investors that actually purchase off you um, as a salesperson, um, the BDM can get in front of buyers before they've even bought if they're leveraging buyers lists and, you know, and I'm, you know, PIDAR's offices, we're all very systemized um, and we have processes in place and we're very good at collecting data. So, you know, that buyer's list, buyer inquiry is hugely invaluable to a business development manager. So, you know, if they can get in front of every buyer that a salesperson has spoken to, whether they purchase from your business or from another business, there's an opportunity for a management. And that that's a, you know, that's where we as salespeople, if for for us to shift to, and we go through these different stages in our career where we're we're establishing our skill set, we're getting some momentum, we're understanding the process and how we operate as salespeople. But there there is this eventual shift for a lot of salespeople that they start thinking long term with regard to their business. And and when I say their business, I'm I, I'm talking about obviously the agency that they operate in, but you know. Adam Horth Proprietary Limited or Sue Pierce Proprietary Limited, your business within the business. And you start thinking about, okay, if I can get more information out of my buyers and it turns out they're an investor and they're, they're going to buy a, a property here in my service area, as you say, Sue, not necessarily from me, but they are. And you put that buyer in touch with your, with your agency's BDM before they turn from buyer to landlord that's going to increase your chances of, of you being the agency that ends up with that management, no matter who they bought, buy it from, which makes you a far more logical choice five, six, seven, eight years time when that landlord once again becomes a seller because they've had a, an ex, an, a great experience with your agency for the past eight years as opposed to a single 30-day transaction that took place eight years earlier and and therefore and i mean sue i can't tell you you know the amount of prospects that you speak to oh look they've always looked after me in property management i would definitely give it to them to sell like that sense of loyalty that's there so for us as salespeople, mm. we can think about that is yes it's not going to be today's result but future you will thank you for helping generate that business for your property management team for it to come back to you eventually that that's what you mean by that am i am i right in saying that one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, um, we want we want marathon runners. <laughs> yeah, yep, we do. We absolutely do. 
yeah, um, you know, a quick sprint will get you a quick result, but a marathon runner will, you know, you'll be there for the long time. And for most salespeople, they're building a career. So, yeah, I agree. You know, your future self will thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you know, you, your team is an example of that. I mean, I think of some of the, you know, with, with Jane and with David Bishop and, and Kane up there, just to name a few off the top of my head, but they've been with you guys, you know, these aren't, these aren't fly by nighters. These are, these are long-term producers, sales producers for your team, which I'm sure do the things that we're talking about now and, and see the benefits of, of those relationships. It's taken time, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and <laughs> that was so diplomatic, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, times change and markets change, and I think you know, until you have been in the industry a while and you understand, like we've said about those relationships, mm-hmm. um, it's very hard to tell a new recruit that that's what your future self will be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and we talked about relationships between property management, property managers and salespeople, and um, it just brought to mind, we got a beautiful testimonial last week from a landlord of eight years who we've just sold their property for them. And they were, like, thanking us for our last eight years, but especially the last couple of weeks yes. when we've sold the property. And so it's really easy to get caught up in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, and I've seen it happen and, you know, we've certainly addressed it as a team where, you know, the salesperson gets all the accolades, you sold the property and, you know, in comes the flowers or the bottle of wine and thanks and, like, the salesperson comes around like, oh, look what so-and-so gave me and, you know, the property <laughs> manager's going, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> you are describing my agency, Sue. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's just something to be aware of, you know, a box of chocolate, some flowers to your property manager will set you free. (laughs) Bribery is not dead. Bribery is alive and well. (laughs) I'd like to call it appreciation. (laughs) Appreciation gifts. Very good. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. Um, I think to take this to that that final third that that um, we wanted to speak about this morning sue because you speak about that that cross the crossing over of the two you you wanted to speak to us this morning about about overall culture of of the two mm-hmm. departments and working together so can you take us down that road please and and give us some and i know this is a huge part of what you and todd and and, and all of your team aim to create but can you can you take us into that world a bit and for us as salespeople to get the insights of what you're trying to achieve and how we can partake in that. My favourite subject. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just love talking about office culture and, you know, team cohesion and the things that, you know, you need to do but you also want to do to make that happen. And, um, you know, team culture you can have lots of fantastic individuals, but unless we come, in my opinion, unless we come together as a team and, you know, and I know there's a lot of leaders within this group that certainly do this um, as well and I've learned from them. I've, you know, certainly visited a lot of offices and my one goal when I visit offices is to take away one little thing that could just slightly change the way we do things. And um, 
I can say, you know, definitely when I, we visited Sam Panisi, um, he had an honor board of long-serving um, team members. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we introduced. And, you know, so if you've been five or 10 years, your name goes on the honor board. Um, so um, culturally, you know, I think it's really important and I know salespeople get very busy um, and they, you know, can be very time poor, but it is important to attend, you know, some social activities as a company whole. Um, you know, we have every month we do our company update, um, which uh, I've, I've probably got a little bit, you know, when this, when something's not working, stop doing it that way. and. Mm -hmm a different result so we moved our company update once a month to straight after the sales meeting mm -hmm. so you know everybody's there and we you know do our update do our results and we celebrate everybody's wins mm -hmm. um, we recognize you know phenomenal testimonials great results from our salespeople, and we're there together celebrating um, and complimenting each other and congratulating each other um something else we do like we um sounds a bit corny when you say it like this um we have an energy bus <laughs> an energy bus yes I, i've heard about your energy bus so no please do share that it's it's well you say it's corny but i also know it's very effective for your team so give us an insight into what that means okay so our energy bus um it's not our invention that's for sure uh i read a book by um, John Gordon, The Energy Bus. And it talks about, you know, being supportive of each other. And, you know, when you walk through the door, being on the being on the bus, mm -hmm. being, you know, highly energized and, you know, all your behaviors and things like that. So, you know, we have a picture of a bus and we have all our little <laughs> avatars. Love it. <laughs> Um, you know, and you know, if you're talking to someone who's highly energized and you think, wow, you know, they're the CEO today, which is chief energy officer. Okay, yes, yes. You put them as the driver of the bus. Um, yeah, great. Bit of fun. Yep. Um, but we, we recognize it that at the end of each month and each quarter too. So, um, you know, and recognize the assistance when it's given. So I just I, I think that's always a good lesson to learn there and whether it's whether it's the energy bus or something, but but you, you've got something in your agency now that your team get involved in, they get on board with, and it's an idea that you read in a book. And I know mm. I know that the platform that we're listening to this and there's there's a podcast and you know you're probably listening to this at the moment, you might be in your kitchen, in your study, you might be driving to the office, you might be driving home from the office in whatever environment you're listening to this, but you're probably not, you're probably not, let's be honest, sitting there at your desk, sitting down, writing a bunch of notes and giving what we're talking about a lot of thought. And and that's that's the opportunity you still have, unlike most other mediums that you do have with reading a book. You get to sit there, you take it at your own pace, you absorb the information, you think, how can I take that idea and implement it into my sales career? How can I take that idea and implement it into what I do to inspire my team members, my clients, my my established clients, whatever it is, my prospects? And, you know, never, I, I know I'm hijacking your point there a little bit, but I, I just always think it's good for salespeople to remember and ask yourself the question, 
what what great book am I reading at the moment? What am I sitting down? What am I thinking about? What am I working? How am I working on myself? And then how am I taking those ideas and implementing them into my career? And it's always, and if you can ask yourself that question now and, and your answer is um, then then it's an opportunity to to go and grab yourself a book and look at what you can begin to implement into your into your career. So sorry to hijack your point there, Sue. I just always think it's worth worth mentioning. One hundred percent. And if you're not somebody who can sit down and read a book, podcasts, Audible. I think in this day and age, there is no excuses anymore. Mm. Um, you know, you can always be taking on knowledge and learning and um, and sharing it with your team. You know, oh, I, I love when someone comes in and goes, I've just read this book, you should get on it. It's great. Yep. Um, you know, and, you know, the energy bus for us, every person in our office, when they join the team, they get a copy of the book to read. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, everybody's read it. So, you know, this is, this is what it, we base things on. If you read this, you'll understand where our motivation comes from. Yep. Gives yeah. you gives you all your team members an insight into how you're trying to execute your culture. One hundred percent. You know, I, you walk, as soon as you walk up to our back door, the team entrance, we have a big stop sign. Yes. And underneath it, we have the energy bus. And you know, are you on the bus? And <laughs> you know, as you walk down the hallway, all our accepted behaviours are on the wall. Our core values are on the other side. There's no excuse for not knowing what is expected of your behaviour in the office and it's, you know, and whether you're a salesperson or a property management person, it's important. We're all on the same page. We're all going in the same direction. We're all trying to get great outcomes for the day. And there's no way you can you can do that and it not positively impact on your results. There's no way that you can be that self-aware and go in and, and ask yourself that question, am I on the bus today? Are my energy levels up? And then and then that answering that question injects you, I would imagine, far more consciously into the day about what you're there for, what you're hoping to achieve. And you know, if you're not, you probably have a teammate that who's going to say, Are you on the bus? Are you mm. or you know, can I help you? Is, you know, are you okay? Yep. You know, and it's okay to ask a teammate if they're okay. They might be having a, you know, a tough time today. Yep. You know, that little, it builds, you building relationships outside the office, you can build them inside the office, is my belief. No, I love it. That's great, Sue. Terrific. Is there anything else on there that you wanted to touch on with regard to culture, that, um, with, especially with the two departments working together? No, I think we've covered, you know, just, you know, I know sometimes at the end of the week, you know, you might have something on that weekend where, you know, you might have the team bowling, comp- you know, I know we have a ongoing um, barefoot bowls competition um, and, you, you know, we're all tired, but I would encourage you to make that little bit of effort, go along and attend with your teammates. Um, you might learn something about that person that you didn't know that, well, just helps build that relationship. I think Sue, that's a that's a um, an unexpected, I guess, vein that has run through this this episode. You know, talking about it is that we know as salespeople to to get the best out of our sellers, to get the best out of our prospects, we have to understand them, understand their motivations, and then sell towards you know solving what what are their problems. And yet, that's exactly the same as what this has led. If if we can understand our property management teammates, if we can understand what their behaviours are, what their motivations are, we we understand the person behind the role. That's going to allow us 
better relationships, if nothing else, with those individuals. And that in itself is going to allow us to, to leverage, you know, better results, better better relationships with the landlords that we're taking on with or, or handling of problems, whatever it is down the fact. So that's um that's really great. That understanding the individual, as you say, and whether that be through meetings or monthly reviews or or team team events social events those sort of things all of them add up as as bigger opportunities don't they 100 percent. and you're right we you know building relationships is what it's all about and yeah understanding each other um yeah, I completely. <laughs> who, who would have thought, Sue? We're, we're, we've uncovered the mysteries of sales. It's all about relationships. We've cracked. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> oh, salespeople are the greatest people for building relationships. And, you know, I am in complete awe as an introvert to um, watch salespeople. I, it just, I marvel at how. They build relationships so quickly and, you know, um, and the friendships and the, yeah, it's fantastic and something I strive to um, just take a little bit of each time. We've got to make sure we're doing that with all of our teammates as well. I think that's a, that's a great lesson there. Excellent. Excellent. Lovely. Okay, and so we just want to wrap up this episode by once again just uh, letting you know who's going to be there at the other end of the uh, the Winner Circle hotline. If you've got a result uh, that you're struggling with to get over the line, if you've got a field challenge, whatever it is, you can you can reach out to the Winner Circle hotline and the details for that on our hotline, uh, the phone number for that you should have. If not, jump on our website. That is the Winner Circle dot real estate and go in and see what um what's available to you on the hotline but for the next four weeks until our next episode actually the first person we have on the hotline sue is is coincidentally todd so todd picks up uh picks up the mantle at the end of this week and so todd as uh, as you said 30 years or near 30 years experience in the industry so I can I can honestly say one of the times early in my career that I, I rang I rang the hotline and, and I got Todd. I was just struggling to get an offer accepted and he went through with me um, what he called the tear it up close where, you know, if you're going to say no to this buyer, hand them a photocopy of the contract, you tear it up. And um, I thought I'd failed at it because he didn't tear it up. He signed it. And I rang, I rang Todd afterwards. I said, oh, it didn't work. He didn't tear it up. He just decided to sign it instead. And Todd's like, yeah, Adam, that's how it worked. <laughs> that's the point of it. Is that they'd, oh, okay. Okay. And so, and you know, that's, I, I always believe as a salesperson, that's one of the advantages of this is we get the same solutions inside of our office. When we reach out and get someone else, we're going to get, and it may be something that they do all the time, but not something that you do all the time and coming at it from another insight. So Todd is there. We've got Rion Kerwin, um, Rion and uh, his business partner, Joshua Kibble. They run uh, Drummond Real Estate in Albury, Wodonga. So you've got Rion, who is a, a fantastic salesperson in his own right. He'll be there to, to help in a couple of weeks. Paul Kunos from Hudson Bond Real Estate, an absolute um legend in uh in victorian and australian real estate and um and actually myself i'm also going to be available on the hotline uh this month if you've got anything that you need a hand with so it's there seven days a week call any time and you'll have someone call you back and go through the specific uh challenge that you're facing what a phenomenal 
resource to have and, um, you know, all great leaders there that you get to talk to. Um, and if you're a salesperson, don't think that you're interrupting this person's day. I know speaking, I'll speak on behalf of Todd, <laughs> Yep. that he just thrives on this week of talking to people about solutions. Um, it just, it, he really enjoys it and he loves meeting and talking to people and finding solutions and then hearing the result. Um, Absolutely. You know. That's what we love as salespeople is the result. And so if we can even just give you one, and that's, I always love that about advice. I learned that years ago. You don't have to take bad advice. If you get the advice and you don't like it, you don't have to enact on it. But it's very seldom you're going to get advice from from any of these real estate winners that, that isn't, you know, a different perspective, a different insight that you're not going to be able to put into place. So you're right, Sue, it's a great resource that um that we've all as members of the Winner Circle community got got full full access to. Yeah. Excellent. Sue, thank you so much for um for bringing in, you know, what really is a different perspective of us as agents. I know I've learned things from that that I that I hadn't ever given any thought to, I'm sure our listeners have as well. So I really do appreciate your time, your preparation to bring such value to to the podcast for um for this month's episode. So so on behalf of all of us, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a privilege, and you know, I it's very exciting to know that if I can help one person, I will feel yeah, I very excited about it all. So and um, can I just say to all our, my New South Wales friends. State of Origin this week, we'll be watching. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and celebrating your... our once in what Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So I think, um, well, actually this comes out on Thursday, so it'll be, it'll be last night's game. So you, you'll, everyone will, will know if you're either eating your words or, or humbly enjoying that victory, <laughs> Sue, I'm sure. So. Uh, yeah, we'll be celebrating either way. Once <laughs> Rightly so. Opportunity in Townsville, you know, we're the town's buzzing, so we're certainly excited. Yeah, fantastic, absolutely phenomenal, and um, thank you all for for, for listening and, and staying through for another episode. And if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. It comes out every month with insights and ideas for you to be able to implement into into your office and into results. So, on behalf of everyone, thank you, and we'll catch you all next month. Whoa, whoa.